Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to episode 102 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. I'm really excited to interview my next guest. Now I try to cover all of the areas that just make us better and that help us live our best life, right? And money is a big part of that. Well, Claudia Sawaf has been a wealth manager for over 20 years, but more recently is the founder of Affluent, which is designed to really guide us to rewrite our money stories. And we all have them. <laughs> I know I do. But anyway, we can rewrite them to make financial decisions with confidence and peace of mind instead of being so nervous about it. Making money doesn't have to be complicated and Claudia is simplifying it and creating a community designed to empower us to create financial freedom without all of the anxiety. So let me introduce you to Claudia. Hi Claudia, it's so good to see you again. Oh Heidi, it's amazing to be with you this afternoon. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for coming on. Just for everyone listening, um, Claudia and I met in California at a seminar, Brendan Burchard seminar, and we had a quick connection and stayed in touch through um, social media, which is one of the really nice benefits, one of the benefits, nice benefits of social media. So thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. I've been wanting to talk about finances and um, it just was so perfect that I came, I was like, I need to talk to Claudia. She has such a great, um, such massive experience in that field. So I'm excited to get these questions and I know everybody listening will be happy to hear some of these answers. So just to kind of set us off, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you discovered your passion for, you know, I know your, your course is a flow, affluent. So talk to us a little bit about that. Sounds great, Heidi. And there's no better time to talk about finances than now. I'm going to set the expectation right there, because as you and I know, money, finance always comes with a bit of a uh, baggage and past yes. experiences. So I'm going to say, you know, today is always the day to start new, create new moments and create new opportunities. I have been in this business for 20 plus years. And the way I started out, I'm going to say it fell on my lap and I fell in love with the industry. Okay. Purely because it gave me an opportunity to make an impact and help even the most successful individuals who are nervous and anxious about money with a clear and simple strategy. And as soon as I saw that I had the opportunity to help on such a massive level, by being a trusted advisor, a fiduciary, someone who truly does what's in the best interest of the client, I knew that this is something I want to explore further. And here we are 20 years later. Right. You know, it is so true. It's the idea around money. It's like, it's so taboo to talk about it, but at the same time, it, it is so important. You know, you have to have money yes. and you have to make sure that you're set up for 
our fut the future. And I think that a lot of people, that's where it gets a little tricky is making sure they have enough money for retirement or they're putting away yeah. enough money. So um, I know that I talk a lot about habits on my podcast uh, mm -hmm. and I believe that they are, they create who you are and they create Absolutely. your life. So are there certain habits, I'm going to ask you a little bit differently, that financially, you know, responsible people have or financially wealthy people have? Mm -hmm. and, and it really varies. As you know, good habits, they come in all colors of the rainbow spectrum, yes. right? And, and we all have our own go-to habits that catapult our life forward. But I will share some of the more common habits. And one of those is regardless of what age you are, Heidi, and your audience is, regardless of where you are in your life, is create a habit of actually being aware and living in reality with your finances. What I mean by that is sometimes, and Heidi, I'm going to be very honest and authentic here. People look at me and say, oh, you've been doing this for 20 plus years, but I'm not immune either. I fall into past traps and past mindsets and thinking. So I am also a student of finance every single day to create new realities and new future opportunities. And when I say be aware, be accurate and live in reality, it's to have dialogues about where you are right this minute. Okay. And then map out where you'd like to be. And yeah. sometimes that's not easy because it does mean uncovering, you know what, there might be credit card debt or maybe I've been overspending. Maybe I just haven't looked at this area, right? Because what's sometimes the easiest is just ignore. I know right? it's, it under the it's scary. <laughs> it, it is scary. I know for me, like I, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, but I grew up in a family where we didn't have a lot of money. And so mm -hmm. it was scary. The idea of money was scary to me. Uh, and then mm -hmm. when I, as I got older, I got around people that weren't scared of money at all. In fact, they embraced it and had a lot of it, you know, and I was just like, wow, yeah. that's a big mindset difference. So, you know, you're saying that being aware, that's a, that is valuable advice for your across the board life, not just financially. Cause I think a lot mm -hmm. of people kind of go through life, just sort of slumbering through it, but being aware, especially with your finances is so incredibly important and, and hard mm -hmm. to do though. So how do, how do people do that? Well, there is a certain amount of to be aware and accurate and, and open-minded, it does take looking at everything. So the first thing is take inventory. Okay. See exactly where you're at, what is your income, how much money are you bringing in, what are your resources, and then really look at sort of day by day, week by week. And it's not to say that everybody has to live on a budget, Heidi. But I always say a budget can actually be a very beautiful thing mm -hmm. because it gives you an opportunity to assess what are my values and where am I actually spending money? Right. And even the wealthiest individuals where you say, why would they even have a budget, right? I mean, they could just spend, but they still like to take a look at their resources, how those resources are allocated. And then they uncover maybe certain expenses where they say, do we really need this? Right. Or could we, could we 
put this towards charities. Yeah. And so that's where I mean, a budget doesn't have to be restrictive and resistance. And, and many people, by the way, have a, a huge amount of resistance to budgets. And it has to do with mindset too, Heidi. But that part of being aware is just knowing where you stand. You know, I have, um, from working in the design business for a, a long time, I found, interestingly enough, my most wealthy clients, even though they do like quality, they're very, uh, they still are like, we're going to stay here. We want to keep in. And if you bring them something and they're like, oh, okay, I like that enough to spend the money, no problem. But they have budgets. And they are sometimes my most strict, you know, budgets is when I'm working mm -hmm. with someone that has a whole lot of money. And I always have thought, and it's, it's helped me to see that, you know, that's probably why they have a lot of money. Heidi, I'm so glad you say that because talk about habits, right? We always have to look at nobody's an overnight success. Right. We always have a tendency as human beings to look at people and put them on a pedestal and say, oh, well, they're so lucky, they, they just got there. Well, right. no, they didn't. They actually, most of the clients that I have that are very wealthy, they actually did not inherit the wealth. They built companies, they built medical practices. They came many times, like you and me included, from humble upbringings. Right. And they, they developed very good habits, which, and one of those habits is just not overspending. Right. It, it's essentially, if we don't have it, let's write a goal around it, mm -hmm. make the money for it, and then have the expenditure. And that's how most of them got to where they are in their current wealthy situation. Okay, so that, um, let's talk about wealthy then, okay? That word mm -hmm. is thrown around quite a bit. We're talking about wealthy people or people that aren't wealthy. And so what, from your uh, experience, is, what does wealth mean? to you like is there a certain number obviously there's not a certain number yeah like well you can say well if they have this much money they're wealthy but what does wealth mean to you well if I may Heidi I'm gonna share first what wealth means to me and then share maybe what wealthy clients share with me as well okay to me wealth is not just net worth and in fact that word net worth is is actually a word that I don't necessarily enjoy okay because I don't I don't put words to the word net worth, as in how much money I have, this is how, how worthy I am. No. Okay. I feel that wealthy is a combination of how fulfilled are you with what it is you currently do in your career, in your life. Because I'm, I'm going to say it doesn't matter how much money you make, if you cannot find joy that you and I know happiness is an inside job. Oh, yes. Then no amount in the world in your bank account is going to change that. That's right. So the clients, and, and I'm very fortunate, I have the most amazing clients. They're humble, they're humanitarians, they're charitable, they're just extremely amazing human beings. And, and they will say the exact same thing. You only want to make as much money as you still have joy making it. That's right. And, and so it is more of a how many other areas of life are there, right? If you take eight of them, there's relationships, there's health, there's ease and flow, there's how much joy you have, right? There, there's so many other things than just money. So for me, wealth is an overall package. 
But I also will say this, money is part of that. And to always expanding in the financial area is a good thing because it can fuel a lot of our goals. We can make an impact in this world. Certainly creates a lot of peace of mind, right? Because finance can cause stress. But as you so, we need to look at all areas of and all dimensions of life to expand in because money alone is, is not going to oh, provide yeah. no, the, the ultimate happiness, right? That's absolutely right. You know, I, I think money, people do believe, oh, if I have more money or if I can do win the lottery or it just, they think that means happiness. And I can say from my experience, you know, I've had money, I've not had money and my level of happiness doesn't go up with the having or not having. It's mm -hmm. what I'm looking at at the moment. You know, now I will yeah. say it makes it a lot more fun. <laughs> but you know, one of my clients is actually a psychiatrist and, and I loved what he said. And I actually am still encouraging him to this point to write a book about this. He calls it the happiness curve. And okay. he could trademark that too. But what he says is, you know, you get to the point, you make money, you make money, and then you work harder. He said, you, you get to that point at the top of this mountain, right, where you know if you work any harder, then some of those other areas of life are just going to fall by the wayside, right? right? So this is where the the happiness curve ends. So for him, it's like keep expanding in all areas and don't just overwork yourself. And I, I could not agree more with that. Yeah, I, I love that. That's that's absolutely true. Um, so you you were talking about money and mindset is a lot of what has to yes. do with money. You know, so many of us carry, including myself, um, carry deep seated beliefs about money. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there a way that we can decipher what those beliefs are and sort of change them if they're not mm -hmm. serving us? Because I know a lot of them don't serve us. No, they really don't. And it doesn't matter whether you grew up wealthy or you grew up in a humble upbringing or you grew up in a scarcity environment. We all carry baggage when it comes okay. to mindset. And one of my dear friends, Monica Roseberry, she's, she's a brain hacking coach. She works with her clients a lot around this topic of mindset. And she taught me one thing, which is that your brain gets programmed between the age of zero and seven. So imagine zero that, Heidi, seven. right? Between zero and seven is, is all, you're being basically programmed. You, all you do is download. Wow. So what we need to do, what's extremely helpful as an exercise is to go back and go as far back as you remember and think about and write down all, all those things that were essentially just downloaded because your frontal cortex wasn't developed at that point. Right. So you don't have willpower. You can't say, no, that's not true. You're just like, okay, money doesn't grow on trees. I guess that's what happened. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and there is, there are beautiful ways. In fact, I did an interview with Monica with Florence with my community to purely talk about this and to say, Heidi, if I know I have these programs, then how do I get rid of them? And, and really there are ways just like if let's, let's imagine you never upgraded your computer. Okay. Just imagine how slow this thing would be. Yeah. So that's why we Awful. have computer upgrades and updates, right? And so it's, it's no different and there are ways to, to reprogram. But again, first step is be accurate aware what happened back then, what, what was the messaging? Right. How is it serving you and how is it not serving you? And I think we all have such an opportunity to figure out all these messages that are simply not serving us 
just just turn them around flip the right. switch right just take it and and turn it upside down so mm -hmm. one of mine i know was the money doesn't grow on trees of course that was one a big one i can remember my mom saying that many times of course you know she had five kids so that's uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> really needed to be growing on trees but um so what what does that do to your mindset you know as an adult when you grew up thinking that like and how do you how would you overcome something like that as as a coach mm -hmm. so I think for me that's because I heard similar things so even in the German language there's a very similar saying about money not growing on trees so I know exactly where you're coming from and I think what it does is it puts you more into the scarcity category yeah. as opposed to abundance thinking yeah. and if it's one thing about money is that's very detrimental is to approach really to approach anything in life with fear is not the way to go, but certainly to approach money with a scarcity mindset and with fear of losing it right. is not helping us. Okay. And, and those are the areas, and there are professionals out there, such as my dear friend, Monica, who can actually work with you on saying, how do we reprogram? And you'd be surprised, Heidi, how quick these methods are. It doesn't have to be years and years of therapy. Not at all. Right. It's just find out what they are and program your brain differently for an abundance mindset. That's that's or a, what, what what is her name? And um, her name is Monica Roseberry. And on my website, we actually did an interview with her okay. on conversations between friends. And we we have an hour and 15 minutes I want to say it was a very lengthy it was very engaging and right. she even, even very so generous gave away a part of her protocol okay. that everybody can do to immediately change some of these mindsets that are no longer serving you I love that okay so we'll um, make sure that we get that into the show notes so that uh, we can go to it and take a look at that and listen to that because mm -hmm. that is probably pretty fascinating I'm imagining um, it, it really is it really is and if you've ever had circles even these vicious circles you make money and then all of a sudden like where did it go something right. happened and the money disappears right many times it goes back to something that's a, a pattern yeah that's no longer serving you maybe you sabotage yourself for something because you're like, oh, you're getting, you know, um, you're getting too, too successful. That's not who you are, you know, and then you sabotage yourself to mm -hmm. go back. So you, so that's a mindset thing. Okay, good. All right. Well, I'm excited to listen to that. That, that sounds really, really great. Uh, are there common things that you find with your clients that are challenges um, as far as money, I mean, and, and does that change between men and women? I'm always curious about that because men seem a little bit different about money than women. Um, or is that just my perception? I'm not sure that it's perception. And I will say I'm not going to generalize because I, there are women who are just have, they have it so under control. Yeah. They are the, uh, the driver in their family. Right. But I will say that it, too many women may seem they seem intimidated when it comes to the topic of money okay so the reason Heidi that I was motivated to start a financial empowerment community and a movement which that is what affluent is is to say that no sister of ours should ever feel she cannot learn 
what she needs to learn about money, about investing, about abundance, about being hugely successful. Um, she should never feel that because this is still a very male-dominated industry, right? right. The finance yeah. industry. Sure. That Absolutely. you know, maybe I don't want to go to the banker or the investment broker that talks a mile a minute and and or you know, too, way too fast and over people's heads using jargon. Yeah. She needs to have a platform where she can go and learn and feel empowered to make really good decisions. I like that a lot. And lately I've been hearing it, it, that it's really not so universal to women because I've been asked to develop programs co-ed as well. So yeah, I guess this, this can happen to anyone. But I think it's, there is so much information and what we don't need more of, Heidi, is information. We need transformation. Okay. You yes, don't need another blog and another opinion, that. right? Ah, oh. uh, so true. There's so much information out there. You don't know what's true anymore. So transformation is, I love that. All right. So that is another, is that something that you focus on in Affluent as well is transformation? Yes. yes. And, and what I focus on is really to say making money is not complicated. It doesn't right. have to be overwhelming. You just That's have so to nice know a few things that. Yeah. <laughs> it's refreshing, right? It's so refreshing to hear. Yes. Okay, good. Yes, my industry does a great job making it super complicated. And <laughs> I subscribe to a different philosophy. <laughs> I'm so glad you're the perfect person to be to for my interview because it does seem like it is complicated. You know, my my husband does all of our investments, right? So it's not I'm a creative. And so, but that doesn't matter. See, that's a belief, right? That's a belief. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I need to talk to, I need to listen to your um, podcast with Monica because I, I, I can't wait to do that. But I do think that sometimes I'm like, oh, I just, I don't want to think about our investments, but really I should, I should be doing that. I should be paying more attention to it. Yes, I'm going to empower you now to do that. Because it, it feels amazing to start conquering this topic. Right? Yeah. You said something, I'm, I'm creative, I'm, I'm the creator. Making money is an extremely creative process too. That's very right? true. And I, that's very true. I've always, um, I, I don't have, I do create, like I'm an entrepreneur. So mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to be in business and I can make money. Now I am um, very good at making money with interior design. And so I think I have a belief about that where I'm like, oh, I can do that in my sleep. You know, so we, yeah. those are beliefs that work very well. <laughs> it just depends on where you focus and what your beliefs are as far as that certain area, because I do have that area where yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. I could do that in my sleep, you know? So I'm sure you see yeah. that too. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think it has a lot to do with our comfort zone. And I'm the first one to say interior design to me, Heidi, is intimidating. So I'm writing goals <laughs> every day to say, I can do this. I can find accessories that are going to look amazing. We all, and I think with more opportunities, we have this tremendous opportunity to increase our capacity and our capabilities. Mm -hmm. And we just have to believe in ourselves that anything is possible. We just have to put our mind around it. Yes, I totally agree with that. So, um, so, so can you give us, I think that we lack um, a certain amount of education in our schools and 
people come out of college and they don't know how to do things <laughs> financially. Correct. I mean, it's Correct. crazy to me. I do not understand why we're not having these programs in school, but you know, so in the twenties and thirties and forties, are there certain things that people should be doing like absolutely that they should be doing in those stages? Or is there anything you could give us that would improve their financial situation in those, in those age groups? Absolutely, Heidi. And I feel so strong about this topic as well. I do not, I'm raising two teenage daughters. One is a sophomore in college, the other one sophomore in high school. And it's beyond me that the school system, as you were saying, does not teach financial literacy. And so those young people come out in the careers. And this is why I made it a practice. The children of all of my clients, they get absolute free advice. They fall under the umbrella of their parents. And I get calls about I started my first job, super exciting. Now, what's that 401k? What do I need to do? That's and I spend awesome. time on, on education because yeah. it is not something they learn. Right. But it is, I, I feel so strong. We have to start some kind of movement at some point, Heidi, to get this into the curriculum in school. Yes. But what's the best thing, 20s, 30s, 40s, um, but the earlier you start, the better, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So the first thing, even in when you're 16 or 17, let's say your parents have a business and you can help out here and there and you actually get paid, start investing some of that money. Wow. Right? Start a Roth IRA for minors. And, and a lot of my clients do that. And it's, it's the simplest thing to accumulate some tax-free dollars for way later on. Yeah, And it starts a nice dialogue with the young generation to say, you know, you don't need to spend everything you bring in. How about, let's talk about your goals, right? What would you like to do in two or three years? Did you want to travel? Do you want to buy a new car, right? How are we going to get there? And so I would always start with young people to motivate them. What's the why, right? Yeah. If you can't just say invest. Here's a Roth IRA. Well, what is it and why? <laughs> right, because they don't understand. So let's talk about their goals and help them figure out how to get there. Absolutely. I love that. That's So I know for, um, for instance, my little sister, uh, she was, my, my husband loves the finance side like you do. And so he helped her from right out of the gate you know, and she would have never understood it. But once she started seeing her 401k grow, I mean, she's like, wow, <laughs> you know, I actually have this much money and oh my goodness, the stock market did this. And I gained, you know, $2,000 overnight, you know, so that's incredible yeah. to me. I, I never knew that even at her age, I still didn't know that. And so I think that that is a beautiful thing because you, money does make money. You know, oh, yeah. if you have money, it can work for you, right? That's right. Yeah. It can work for you. And, and that's the thing that I don't think people really realize, um, especially if you don't, un, if you weren't raised with people that have money or around mm -hmm. people that have money where they're like talking about it, you don't realize if you have money, it's making you money if you have it in the right spot. So I think that's really, really good. And I, I know from experience and just, I was in real estate for a while and people would come in. And I, I mean, this happened a lot and they couldn't even write a $500 earnest check, you know? So I, I don't know. Is that something that 
there are a lot of Americans that can't write a $500 check. Have you found that? I mean, probably not coming to you with wealth, you know, I guess you probably don't run into that a lot, but. It's, it's out there though, Heidi. And I think the um, society at large is, is programmed on monthly subscriptions. Think, think about everything we do is, can I afford another monthly subscription, right? Or another monthly payment? Oh, I want to buy a car. How much monthly payment can I use for that car? And I think what we need to start doing is, is flip that and say, how much do I want to pay myself first and put that aside and then start looking at all the, the monthly payments that are subscriptions and, and expenses and so on. We have to develop a, a culture, if you will, where part of our income, part of our resources always gets saved and invested. That's what you mean by pay myself first, right? Is exactly is, is saving, putting money in savings for your future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, I just wanted to clarify that. Um, okay, good. So paying yourself first, no matter what you make, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. Good. Just always have a bucket of money. That's, and of course, the larger this bucket gets, you definitely want that money to work for you, right? This is where investing comes in. And, and I will say for younger people, if they have not had a lot of exposure to investing, I just had this discussion with my older daughter, Heidi, and she works on the side as part of college for a very hip Canadian yoga clothing company and loves it. And, and that company happens to be public, right? So you can actually buy shares in the company. Wow. And when she came home and she said, mom, we, we, we were on target with our revenues. We reached our goals and now we get bonuses. I said, so you're doing great, right? And she goes, yeah, the company is doing amazing. I mean, the, the amount of you know, people even during COVID that come in. And I said, well, how about now the money that you make there, how about you buy some of the stock? Wow. Because you are firsthand seeing that this company is still meeting the, the target. Right. That means they're doing well, right? In and very of course, tough I time. into it first too. And there's a really good book, which is a which is kind of an oldie out there, but it's called One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch. One up on one wall. up on Wall Street. And Peter Lynch was one of those uber successful um, mutual fund creators that just had an incredible performance in his fund. And he wrote this book to say, how did I do so well over such a long period of time? And the number one advice, Heidi, and I think we can all learn from that when we look at our youth and what's trendy, is he would ask his kids and grandkids and say, so, so what is that Snapchat, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, well, you know, this is this app we use and everybody's on it. And he'd be like, okay, so when that stock goes public, why wouldn't you buy that when every person on the planet is using this app? And this is not a commercial for Snapchat, by the way. I do <laughs> not claim to know anything about the stock because I'm not in the Right, community. right. But what I'm saying is he got into these opportunities very early. As soon as he saw a trend, wow. he'd be like, oh, let me look into this company, right? Uh -huh. And this really, this book sparked my conversation with my daughter to say, if you know this company is doing well, maybe, maybe you want to participate in their profits 
by yeah. not just receiving a bonus, but actually investing in their company. Wow, that's awesome. So we have these opportunities to have those dialogues. Yeah, that is so good. All right. Well, hopefully she takes you up on it. <laughs> I, I think she will. Yeah. She'll start out small. She, she's yeah, more she's conservative. Had a, <laughs> she's had a good example. Um, okay. So I, I, I oftentimes, being wildly successful, it includes, it has to include being happy. And so I ask a happiness question and I'm going to switch this one up for you too, because it talks, because we're talking about money. Um, so many people think I would be happier if I have more money. Um, from your experience, and we have discussed this a little bit from your experience though, do you find that true? And for people out there that think that, what would you say to them? I'm going to segue into this a little bit because I think it's very relevant in the time we live in, Heidi. I had a conversation with one of my very dear physician clients and friends. And when the markets corrected, his, his account balance saw a decline, right? And, and I reached out to him. He said, I'm going to tell you one thing, Claudia, I never worry about money. And I said, okay, so now I'm really intrigued. Please share more, right? right. How do you not worry about money? You're obviously working extremely hard and, and this is your, you know, the fruit of your hard labor, saving lives daily. And he said, because what I'm seeing as a physician, there is so much more to life than money. It right. puts it all under perspective. Yeah, wow. And what I would encourage your listeners to think about is really it is all about perspective so many things in life is when you change your perspective everything changes yeah and when you change the perspective to say money does come and go when you have your health when you have your family when you have beautiful relationships when you have the ability to give to charities and make an impact or volunteer for charities because you don't know, it doesn't have to always be money, it can be our time. Then we have a very rich and fulfilled life. Right. And then I'm actually, and this, here's, the, uh, here's the moral to the story. His wealth increases and there are so many serendipities. There are so many good things that keep happening to him. And I really attribute it to his very healthy mindset, to his yes. perspective. To his perspective and the fact that there is no fear involved around money. Wow. That's incredible. That powerful? Yeah, it's super powerful because I, I find that to be something that um, it's very true, even when with most things in life, not just money, is that when you just let it go and realize that what's supposed to be will be and life is happening yes. for you, not mm -hmm. to you then you do calm down. And when you calm down and you let things just kind of flow, they do. And usually they flow beautifully. And that is what he's experiencing is he's not stressed out and uptight and making changes and, you know, because he knows it's all going to be okay. And even if he lost his money, he'd still be okay. And I love that. And Heidi, the one thing I will add to this though is because this could easily be perceived as, okay, so I guess we can just not worry about it then and just, you know, think abundance, abundance, abundance. No, there is an element to, and in the energy, 
I'm in an energy community and it's, it's really a beautiful addition to my life. And one of these stories that Dr. B shares is, is when you hold a slippery fish, right? Yes. And money really, for me, that has a lot of attribution to money. If you hold it too tight, what happens to the slippery fish, right? It'll escape. Yes. But if you hold it too loose, it'll escape too. So what we have to find is the balance between not being afraid, not having fear, but also, and this takes us right back to the beginning of our talk, to be in reality, be aware and accurate. Yes. So he's absolutely, my client is very educated around money. He asks all the right questions, but at the same time, he does not have that fearful feeling or scarcity or, oh my God, what if I lost it all? No, right. the perspective is it's all there. It's all good. But you still want to be in control of your money. You still want to be aware of where you're at and, and be a learner at all times. Yeah. You still have and, to take action. Be interested. You have to take action. That's going to fuel all of your goals. Right? Yeah. See, that's the difference between, you know, because you could say, well, it's pie in the sky. And if you just imagine things, then it'll happen. But, you know, you can do all of that and have those thoughts. But if, let's say somebody says, oh, you should, you should purchase this stock or you should, you know, invest in this company and it feels right. And it came when there was a time where you felt enlightened. Yeah, maybe you should go do that because I always say step when the opportunity knocks, open the door, right? Because sometimes mm -hmm. people don't, they're like, oh, it's just, that's just not for me or, you know, but yeah, if you take that step into you know and, and sometimes people are have risk aversion um but it, it includes a little bit of risk right it will but do you research too yes so you you find your senses are open you find this amazing opportunity it feels good and then the action steps below that Heidi is to say do the get the data right don't find just the accurate it, data don't just yes, be okay. like oh yeah my friends all say this is the, the greatest thing since sliced bread and we all know it right money is talked about around water coolers a lot and there's always right. the best thing to invest now in all the news media which as usually next year was not the greatest thing right so um do your research make sure you have accurate data so it's, it's a combination between knowing the opportunities there feeling good about it and then getting the necessary data in place as well Wow. Okay. That's, that's very, very, very good valid advice. So tell, tell me a little bit about affluent and let's, I mean, just kind of, because I'd like to put, make sure that we, people know what you're doing, what that's all about. Thank you for asking. It's my passion project. I know I'm excited. I love it. You know, I always say when people say, what motivated you to start a flow? And it's, there's only one of me and there's only so many clients I will ever take on in my practice because I'm very service oriented. But there is so much opportunity for education. Yes. And so my goal, Heidi, is to have education out there in abundance for every woman on this planet to have a platform where they can come to learn as much as they want, take deep dives as, as far as they'd like. We're in the process of developing a course, which is uh, titled The Lotus Method. 
And the reason it's titled as such is Lotus, as you know, stands for abundance, but it is a method because it is not information, it is transformation. Yeah. The course will absolutely talk about mindsets and programming and beliefs that no longer serve us, but it will also teach us about where do I go if I want to invest? Who do I turn to? Who can I trust? What if I want to learn all about investing and do it myself? What are the steps involved? Where do I get the accurate data? Wow, that's wonderful information. How do I educate my children around money? Because schools are not doing it. And the modules will break down into all those different areas so that every woman can have a place where they not only now receive the information, the transformation, but we are a community where money is non-threatening, non-intimidating, and we are a judgment-free zone as well. So we're on Facebook, we're building a wonderful community in a Facebook group. And then of course the courses are coming out in the next few months as well, which I'm super excited about. Cannot wait to see those. So I'll put that, I'll put your website in the show notes. And is there um, other ways that people can get in touch with you or find you if they wanna talk to you or work with you? I would say we, we met on social media and in a conference, right? We met in a yes. conference, stayed in touch over social media. So social media is a great way to stay in touch. Yes. Um, my Instagram is my first and last name. I know, very creative. <laughs> Mine's um, mine the same. <laughs> that's the easiest way for people to find me, right? Great. Our Facebook group is, the group is titled Affluent. So please let us know if you'd like to be part of it. And then, of course, you can find me on my website at claudiasawap.com. And I'd, I'd love to hear from your listeners. And, and I'm super excited. If there are questions, I entertain answers in our Facebook group. I'm very engaged in the group to make sure that there's, there's value. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you to, to do a course for um, teens and, and young adults <laughs> on finances. <laughs> I, think, I think you could do one at least just make sure you're doing this, something like that, because I think it could be really, really, really good and really helpful um, for every family. Uh, and, you know, not just, not just your clients, but for every family, I think they could benefit from that. So <laughs> I know you're glad to hear uh, that. <laughs> no, it's challenge accepted. But, you know, Heidi, I also think to make sure that young people are not getting the wrong programming, we have to address it from all levels. Yeah. And that's so... True. You know, the saying, right? You educate a woman, you educate an entire a woman, and you educate an entire village. That's right. So we'll, we'll start there, and then we'll work our way to the team. Sounds wonderful. Okay. Well, this has been so much fun and so full of information. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wealth of knowledge. And Aww, I look you, forward to um, working with you again and talking to you again. Thank you, Heidi, for the opportunity. So much fun. <laughs> Bye-bye. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.